0: A lot of things bring me joy and one of them is definitely this podcast welcome to the second episode of the eagle podcast where we learn and unlearn on all things relating to health and wealth my past week was rather exciting my second one at the gym i managed to do 43 kilometers on the treadmill and attend one of their classes so i was feeling accomplished <laughs> until I had a conversation with one of the fellow ashes at church and they mentioned that the the treadmill kilometers are not the same as real life kilometers so my bubble is feeling quite burst at this point in time do let me know what you think are they the same as one more than the other I don't know but before we delve a little bit too deep I need you to do what we do flap out those wings and get ready because we're taking over. So I was chatting to a loved one this morning, as I always do and we touched on the topic of property and there are very few of us who don't dream of that beautiful island, luscious and green, beach house or just our first property and I was thinking to myself, you know, if I hadn't been so selfish in encouraging the festive spending on food stock I I could have encouraged my people to be property moguls by now. But because my focus was on biscuits and i will not mention the brand you already see that christmas biscuit brand (laughs) two decades later where would we be alas it is not too late we can still acquire the necessary knowledge to turn things around and so today we'll be delving a little bit deeper into this topic and one of the most Common misconceptions that are found with regards to this topic was that a lot of people um, seem to believe that building wealth through property investment is reserved for the rich, educated, or experienced, which could not be further from the truth. So, what were the findings on 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 this topic? And so, basically, when we're looking at firstly from my uh, lessons that I learned in the book that I recommended last week is the importance of purchasing assets that generate income because if you purchase an asset for example a car where you continuously are spending on it and it's depreciating and there is maintenance that's required etc etc it really as much as you are deriving benefit from it it is costing you you're not really generating income or becoming richer Unless you decide to turn it into an Uber, for example. Then you've turned it into an income generating asset. And the same goes with property. When you are living inside with your family, it's all good and well because you want to have shelter. But that asset is not you know, generating income for you. It's not making you any wealthier. Instead, I would want to believe that you find yourself maintaining certain things in that household in order to keep it in a condition that is um, acceptable for the next occupant and that is whether you're handing it over through generational wealth or you will be selling it at some stage so you want to at least make sure that you are maintaining and keeping it well and that costs you money so we're looking at how then do we um, generate income from, from our assets in terms of our property? And there's a few options that are available. So the first one is the, the buy to, to let property, where you simply acquire an income producing property. And in terms of purchasing this property, you, you ensure that you're able to derive a monthly rental that covers not only the bond repayments, but also any other expenses, uh, rates and taxes etc that are are linked to that property and Here I cannot emphasize enough the importance of location because it really does determine what you are able to charge and the trick is that you need to be able to to do your research well to find out which you know areas Have great demand. For example I know that the Bromfontein area because there is a university situa- situated there that it'll always be in demand Um, And so you want to find or make an investment in spaces like that where you will never be short of a client. And then in terms of just delving a little bit deeper into that space, it's been found that uh, flats do do much better in in terms of generating income than freestanding houses. So it's something that you want to look into and you can compare whether you want to maybe um, invest in something like a student accommodation or you could look at a a complex. For example, if you are looking at something that you might want to move in into at a later stage uh, or have the option of moving into uh, should things not go the way that you want them to or because it's just something that you want to have open in the future. And this is obviously an option for people that already have a home to live in. And, uh, and and so for those that don't, we have option two, which is you are already an existing uh, homeowner. and but you do have a guest room that is vacant for majority of the year. And you ask yourself, have you considered sites like Airbnb? because, you know, at least they are vetted and, and you have traceable clients, to say you have a room majority of the year, truth be told. You know, you have visitors maybe coming over during the festive season or maybe grandma and grandpa coming over the holidays um, to be with the little ones or they're actually going to grandma and grandpa. So chances are this place is vacant majority of the year. Utilize that find a way to generate income from it you are sitting on money you are sitting on wealth that could help you pay school fees help you pay for your rates and taxes and all these other sorts of things that you are probably responsible for and then the third option which is my absolute favorite now this is the one that I wish I had like the deepest of deepest of pockets for which is to Purchase, add value, and sell. And you basically are, are purchasing, it's either uh, dilapidated buildings or, or homes or or, f- or flats and uh, renovating these and then you selling them at a profit. I really love the idea of doing something of that nature for me. As a creative person, I love color. I love the idea of, Of of really giving new life to a space, or anything, like you know that Ezekiel in the Bible, when the dry bones come alive, you know, like making the dry bones come alive in a space that had been written off and nobody wanted. Find that freestanding house and and see what you can do, and you're able to resell it at a much higher value once you have added that value. Let's chat more in a bit. For rich and wholesome content on all things relating to health and wealth, don't forget to follow on Twitter. We are at The Evil Podcast and you can join the Facebook group, The Evil Podcast Society and let us soar to the next level. And the last but not least on our income generating property assets is going big. So property development on a mega scale, you buy vacant land, you're going to need a stock fell for this one. You buy vacant land and you guys build. If you're that person that doesn't need a stock fell for this, you are more than welcome to holler at me and we can discuss partnership terms (laughs) because really that is the ideal place where you want to be able to focus on a project where you can derive maximum benefit from um, one project. But for the rest of us, do not be disheartened, really going at it a- in, at your own pace as well, in terms of just you know acquiring one property um, and, and focusing on whatever it is that you choose to do with that, whether it is leasing it out or whether it's renovating it to, to sell it, it's, it's, it's also just as good a way Of creating wealth through property and as you grow into the property mogul that you were destined to be it's important that you spread your uh, property portfolio across different properties in different areas to minimize your risk and and like I said earlier this is because you know location matters and, and, and and places aren't the same so you don't want Um, once the evaluation in a specific location is affected that all your eggs were in that basket so you don't want to uh, play it that way you want to make sure that you've spread your risk across nicely so that you're able to minimize your risk and maximize your profits before we move to the finance segment of this property show we want to find out what does the word of god have to say about our wealth creation adventures. In the book of Deuteronomy 8 verse 18, we find a scripture that says, But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors, as it is today. And then we read from Luke chapter 16, verse 10 to 12, which reads, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And so what that says to me is twofold. Firstly, it's God that gives us the ability to produce wealth. And that before I expect to be trusted with much, I ought to be trusted with little. And what gets me excited about that is that I know that the level that I'm on now, if I can conquer this level and prove to be trustworthy at this level, that I will be elevated to a higher level. And when it comes to the property industry, for example, if I can also remember that it's not everyone in the wealth creation game that has a moral compass um, of sorts that leads them. So you must also remember that there's sharks out there who are also wanting to create wealth and they probably want to create wealth sometimes even through your ignorance and exploiting your ignorance that is. So you want to make sure that you educate yourself on matters relating to your investments and then because you cannot know it all it's impossible for one person to hold all knowledge it's important that you surround yourself with people that can supplement your knowledge so you are talking about accountants you're talking about builders um, we're talking about lawyers you are not going to be the holder of all knowledge and, and, and the truth is, every single one of us is ignorant on some field or another. It's just that it, the fields that we're ignorant on vary. So don't try be a superhero. Play all the different roles if you are simply going to be mediocre at it. Rather, focus on your strengths and allow people who have experience and have invested their human capital... in in, in those different fields to supplement your knowledge so that when the time comes and opportunity comes, that you make the best possible decision for the highest yield. And also to be cautious when deals seem too good to be true. No one wants to give away an asset for next to nothing for no reason. There usually is a reason and that reason is usually not disclosed. So you might want to dig a little deeper and involve as many ex- experts as you can afford to involve in your decision making process. Some of the interesting things that I found out while looking at this property industry was that they may at times be an option to actually roll the down payment into the purchase price so basically you including it in as part of the purchase price as opposed to paying the deposit separately but what was noted was that this depends on your credit uh, rating and lending history so this is the only time where being a goody two shoes is going to count against you if you don't owe anybody anything <laughs> which ought to be generally a good thing but if you don't have a lending history then it's difficult For financial institutions to gauge what kind of a payer you are and if you aren't able to finance your property mogul dreams on your own always remember that you can put the biscuits aside and you can form a stock fell where you have a five-year plan in place and you hold each other accountable you make sure that there's more than one treasurer on the team because the last thing you want is to tempt any child of god tempt them with not only looking at their own personal problems but also looking at the solution on the other side who wants to do that to someone it's like it's like trusting a lion to look after a gazelle seriously seriously (laughs) don't tempt god's people you don't want a good samaritan to be judged on a bad day's decision making moving on to what's real what's real is a segment of the show where we touch on current affairs content consumed or high experience in the week and this week i want to touch on t- and this week i want to touch on one very important thing the importance of having a will So as we're chatting about assets and ownership, we need to be mindful that we will not be around planet Earth forever. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's therefore important for us to to be mindful of how we want the things that we own to be distributed once we are no longer here. And so that's where wills matter. So if you've become this property mogul of note, and maybe let's say you wanna leave some of these properties to the homeless you want to leave some of them to your family and um, you want to then make sure that your desires and intentions are made clear it's important that you have a valid will and I mean I was under the impression that if I write on a piece of paper and I sign you know whoever finds it as long as my signature is authenticated it's true and valid But there seems to be a bit more that goes into the formation of a will. And what I found out is that there are four main requirements for the formation of a valid will. The first one is that it must have been executed with testamentary intent, which basically means you intended it to be your last will or and the testator must have had. Te- I'm not saying that you're dying, please don't get me wrong. <laughs> we're just writing a will for now. Nobody's dying. <laughs> so you must have had a testimony uh, capacity. So you were in the right frame of mind to be able to draw up this will. And the will must have been executed free of fraud, duress, undue influence. Or mistakes so if you make an error you need to make sure that you start again and that you must make sure that it really is authentically your wishes and not the wishes of those around you and lastly the will must have been duly executed through a proper ceremony so whether you own something or you own nothing it's important to have a valid will because because truth be told some people have been known to become wealthy after life and that is, you know, due to how they passed on and money is not being able to be distributed to the, the right people or the people that they would have wished to receive those monies. And so it's just important to ha- just have, have it as something that you've already ticked off and also just make sure that you pick the right spouse. Make sure that you like them at the very least. So... When they do get to own all the things you, you've worked hard for that you really, 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 really don't mind. Date people that you like. Marry people that you love. And build an empire. Empires is what we are building, property moguls. I hope that you were inspired by today's, um, today's podcast. And that something somewhere along the line maybe ignited something relating to your own wealth creation journey. And that hopefully you'll be dusting up a few rooms that you have not been using to hopefully generate some revenue and help you on your journey. But more than anything else, I want you to be intentional with your spending as we go into the festive season. Make sure that you keep in mind that you are creating wealth and not depleting it.